Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Matthew chapter 20 and verse number 1. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers to pay for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right will I give you. And they went their way again, and he went about into the sixth and the ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle, and saith unto them, Why stand ye here all day idle? And they say unto him, Because no man hath hired us. He saith unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall you receive. So when even was come, the Lord of the vineyard said unto his steward, Call the laborers and give them their hire from the beginning, from the, from the last unto the first. And when they were hired about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. It's kind of interesting how God does that. But when the first came, they supposed, they assumed that they should receive more. And they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the good man of the house, saying, These last have wrought but one hour, and thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden of the heat of the day. But he said, he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst, thou, didst not thou agree with me for a penny? Take that, it, that it thine is, and go thy way, and I will give unto the, this last, even as unto thee. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with my own? Is thine eye evil because I am good? So the last shall be first, and the first last. For many be called but few chosen. Amen. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject with the help of God. Last but not least. Last but not least. Would you set down your Bibles and let's pray all across this building and ask that God would touch us, ask that God would help us. Come on, that's it. Let's pray. Hallelujah, Lord. I worship you, Jesus. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise and a shout of victory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's give God some glory in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. you may be seated for a few moments here today. In Jesus' name. Last but not least, the kingdom of God is represented in many ways in this parable. In our text, we see that the Bible declares that the kingdom of God is like unto a man, a man that is a landowner, a householder. First thing I want to represent to us here today from this parable is that the kingdom is represented as a man. Amen. The kingdom is represented as an individual. 
Amen. I want to tell somebody here this afternoon that Jesus is the man. Amen. Jesus is the king of the kingdom. And if we are ever going to understand his kingdom, we cannot forget what the kingdom is all about. Before we get into the kingdom being like uh, all of these other things, such as leaven, and before we get into the kingdom being like the vineyard and being like the marketplace and being like all these other things, and I want to tell you that we must always remember that the kingdom is all about the king. We cannot forget, amen, in our journey and in our walk with God that we are here primarily, amen, to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Has anybody come to do that here this afternoon? Amen. So the kingdom, many people want a kingdom, but they don't want the king. Many people want the kingdom because in the kingdom there are many blessings and many benefits. But you do not get the blessings or the benefits of the kingdom without having the king. You don't get the blessings of the landowner of the land without having the landowner. Amen. So first and foremost, the kingdom is represented as a man. He is a landowner. He's not just any ordinary man. He has authority. He has power. Amen. This landowner also has something at his disposal. The kingdom is secondly represented as a vineyard. It is a place that there is a harvest that is needed to be worked on, to be watered, and eventually to be harvested. Amen. I want to tell you that the, the, the vineyard, amen, needs workers. And everybody said amen. The harvest, the Bible says, is plenteous, but the laborers are few. He said, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Amen. I want to tell you that the, 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 the world, amen, is in need of a Savior. Amen. And so the king, the king of this, amen, of this kingdom sent forth, amen, and he decided I'm going to go find some people that are willing to work in my vineyard. I want to tell you what the vineyard represents. The vineyard represents the church. Hallelujah. It's not the world. I want to tell you the vineyard is the place where people are growing and people are becoming and people are expanding and people are growing in God and people are being watered. Amen. They might have come out of the world, but they have come into the vineyard and God is working on them and God is using people, other people to work on them and God is watering them and God is developing them. Hallelujah. I'm thankful to be in the church. How about you? I'm thankful to be a part of a vineyard, amen, where there is not stagnation, but it is a place of growth. It is a place of expansion. It is a place where we can become what God has called us to become. Somebody clap your hands and give God a shout of praise. Amen. And finally, the kingdom is represented as a marketplace. The marketplace is the world. Man, it is how God gets the things from the world into the vineyard to work. Amen. This, this marketplace is a place of exchange. It is a place where you can buy and sell, you can trade. Amen. There is, even in our text, a trading that is happening. A, an agreement, a deal, a bargain. Amen. Where now we are selling our time in exchange for some money. In fact, Everybody does that. We all exchange our time, our talents, 
amen, for the ability to make a living. Everybody does that in this room. And so it's this place of exchange. And what's interesting is that we see all three elements coming together in this marketplace. The kingdom that is based on a king, this householder, amen, takes as a representative of his vineyard, and he goes into the marketplace. And it is there in the marketplace that he is looking for something. He is looking for a commodity that he can use back in his vineyard. He is going, amen, to search out those that are able-bodied and willing to work in his vineyard, to leave the place of exchange, to leave the marketplace, and to find themselves a place at work and at labor inside of the vineyard. Amen. I want to tell you what is being represented here. Amen. That the king of kings has come down to where you and I live. That Jesus Christ became a man so that he could come to the marketplace that is the world that you and I live in. And he did not come to the marketplace just to enjoy the marketplace. But he came down to the marketplace to make an exchange with you and to make an exchange with me. He came down to make an agreement. He came down to make a covenant. Jesus came down so that he could meet with you and I. Amen. So he could pull us out of the marketplace and give us a place in his land and give us a place in his kingdom and give us a place in in his vineyard. Is anybody thankful that Jesus has done that for you? You ought to give God great praise. Hallelujah. It is a place of exchange. And we notice something that that we have, we've got to understand something about the harvest. The harvest is time sensitive. Amen. For all of my gardeners, amen, you know that if you don't harvest it quick enough, the birds will. If you don't get to it soon enough, amen, rot will. If you don't get to it quick enough, it will fade away. In fact, at the time of harvest, the wheat had to be garnered. It had to be gathered, amen, before the first rain. Because the moment the first rain came, it started to spoil the fruit. And so the harvest is time sensitive. And we don't know how many days in a row the master came out. But we do know about one day. One day, this master was so desperate. Amen. To have a harvest that he went to the marketplace and he started bargaining with people. The Bible says he started making a contract and a covenant with the laborers. He said, I'm going to find one person, amen, or two people or a handful of people. He, the Bible says he went out at the first hour and he found a group and he said, hey, I'm going to give you a penny, but you got to come and work for me. That's a day's wages. Amen. I'm glad they don't pay us a penny anymore. Hallelujah. And uh, But this is a day's wages. It was fair. It was equitable. It was right. Amen. And so he says, I'm going to pay you this, but you got to leave the marketplace, and you got to come work for me. I want to tell you, you don't get the penny without leaving the marketplace. Hallelujah. You don't get the penny without leaving the world. The Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. I just want to remind somebody that if you are going to get the penny, which is a, amen, a place in heaven, if you are going to get the penny, uh, which is salvation of your souls, uh, the Bible is still true. You must repent of your sins. Uh, you must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, and you must be receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. 
Amen. I want to just preach to this postmodern world that says you can get heaven uh, without the king. You can get the kingdom without the king. Uh, you can get into the, amen, you can get into heaven uh, without dying here on earth, without letting down some things and repenting of some things. I want to tell you that's a lie from the pit of hell, and it's not found in the word of God. What is found in the Word of God is if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Hallelujah. The Bible does declare, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Don't listen to anybody that tells you you don't need to be baptized. The Bible declares in Acts chapter 2, they were baptized. They baptized 3,000 in the name of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 8, they baptized all of those in Samaria. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 10, they baptized Cornelius, his household, and started baptizing Gentiles in Jesus' name. Acts chapter 19, they baptized certain believers, uh, amen, certain religious folks. Uh, they rebaptized them in the name of Jesus uh, because you don't get the penny without leaving the marketplace uh, and going into the vineyard. Amen. I want to preach to somebody. You don't leave the marketplace, uh, amen, of this world without being baptized. Uh, You've got to be baptized in Jesus' name uh, for the remission, the washing away of all of your sins. Uh, and when you're baptized in Jesus' name, when you go down in a watery grave, uh, amen, the Bible says he resurrects you to newness of life. Uh, and you leave this old world behind uh, and you step, uh, amen, nothing changed uh, in the physical. Amen. Your destination was still here. The zip code never changed. The area code never changed. But in the spirit, amen, the Bible says you have passed from death into life. When you're baptized in Jesus' name, you step out of this old flesh and step out of this old world and you enter a new kingdom with a new king. Somebody ought to clap your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. He made a contract, I'll pay you that penny, but you've got to leave. You've got to leave some things behind. You're going to have to repent if you're going to make heaven your home. Amen. From the pulpit to the pew, everybody's got to repent. Hallelujah. From those that think that they are already saved, having, having done nothing, having never gone to church, having never heard about Jesus, I want to make it plain. You've got to repent of your sins. You've got to be baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And everybody said amen. He sent them into his vineyard to do the work. Amen. And he made an agreement of what the pay was going to be. I want to tell you, God is not ambiguous about what the pay is going to be. The pay that we receive is the grace of God. Everybody, amen, the Bible says the grace of God has appeared unto all men. But not all men choose, amen, to walk in the grace of God. But you have to notice this king was not satisfied just looking for those at the first hour. Amen. I want to tell you about a king that is not satisfied with just us four and no more. This is why it is God's divine plan that the church grow, that the church have revival, that we continue to expand, hallelujah, that we reach not only Carson City but surrounding areas because the king is not satisfied just going to the first hour and finding the few that are ready to work, uh, even the first few that are willing to say yes, but my Bible tells me he goes back out on the third hour. He goes back out on the sixth hour. He goes back out on the ninth hour, and he even goes until the very end of the day until there's almost no time left. 
himself on the 11th hour, and he finds more and says, come on, leave the marketplace and get into my church. Leave the world and get into my church. Leave sin behind and be saved. Leave your past behind and step into the future that I have you. Amen. He does not stop at one hour. In fact, he goes back five times. In numerology, five is the number of grace. God is so gracious. Anybody thankful that God doesn't stop trying? Hallelujah. I'm thankful God doesn't give up on us. The Bible says he went back time and time again. He found them standing idle in the market waiting to be offered work. Notice how this is how many of our, our lives have been. We are waiting for God to come find us. Amen. But, but God is ready for us to come find him anytime we want. Amen. We want God to show up and just start speaking to us and tell us what we need to do. But the truth is, even if we were prayerful, God was willing to have us come to him. In fact, he is drawing us to come to him. Amen. There's people that have been idle and waiting and waiting and waiting. Amen. And the master is saying, I've come to this marketplace time in and time out. I've come over and over and over again. Why did you stand here idle? They said, well, we didn't have anybody to hire us. Amen. They were in the marketplace at the same time as the master. They've been there all day long. I want to just help somebody here today. You do not have to wait, amen, to get a hold of God. I don't know where this idea came into people's minds. I've got to wait, amen, until I am good enough for God to come get me. i got to get good before I get God. That is not biblical. The Bible says while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. While we were ungodly, Christ died for us. And the Bible even says when we were without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. I just want to help you here today. If you're waiting for a perfect moment to find God, amen, now is the perfect moment. If you're waiting until you got everything figured out, you might as well throw that out the window and just find Jesus. I want to tell you, he's in the marketplace right now. He's in the church right now. He's in the altar right now. He's not waiting. Amen. Hallelujah. He's ready for you. He's not waiting for you to get ready. He's ready for you to come, amen, to the altar. He's ready for you to leave the marketplace behind and enter his service. I think we ought to lift up our hands and let's pray all across this house. Come on, let's pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. The master was perplexed as to why they would stand out all day. Amen. Waiting to be hired when time and time again he came looking for laborers. I want to tell you that, that this was not the first time they had saw the master. In fact, for some, this was the fifth time they saw the master. After all, there's a harvest that needs laborers. The harvest is ready, but the laborers are few because some are standing idle. The kingdom is all about agreements and about covenants. He said, if you will, I will. He then went one by one, the first one, he told them what the reward would be. But every group after that, he said, go work in the field there was no promise of what the reward would be. He just offered to pay them that which he thought was right. 
Amen. I want to tell you, they didn't know what they were signing up for, uh, but they knew uh, that it was better than standing around. Uh, they knew uh, that the vineyard was better than the marketplace. Uh, there's some people that when you got saved, you knew exactly what you signed up for. But there's others of us in the house of God, we didn't know what all this entailed, but we did know uh, that it was a lot better than where we were coming from. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, the vineyard's better than the marketplace. And even if it's the third hour, get out of the marketplace. Even if it's the ninth hour, get out of the marketplace. And even if you're in your last hour, get out of the marketplace. Amen. The time of day changes in the kingdom. I want to tell you that the kingdom is outside of time, and yet time seems to operate inside the kingdom. The kingdom's not on a human's time frame. It's not on a chronological clock. It's on a chirological, an opportune time kind of clock. We see five times. First is the six, is the first hour. That's about 6 a.m. or at dawn. Third hour is about 9 a.m. Sixth hour is about noon. Ninth hour is about 3 p.m. And the eleventh hour is approximately 5 p.m. or right before it gets dark. Hallelujah. This time frame represents several things in Jesus' parable. First, it represents the ages of the church from the very beginning until the last day. Hallelujah. I want you to notice how the time change did not change the pay. Hallelujah. Let me just help some. I'm going to preach for a moment to the church of the living God. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach that the church, amen, in the first hour started on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. It started with a fiery prayer meeting where the Holy Ghost was poured out upon all flesh. I want to tell you about the first century church. They laid hands on the sick and they recovered. The first century church had miracles, signs, and wonders. The first century church had devils cast out. The first century church had people raised up from the dead. The first century church was a blessed church. The first century church was a praying church. The first century church was a worshiping church. Let me help somebody. The times have changed but the pay is not. I've just come to preach to somebody if the first century church started in a prayer meeting and was filled with the Holy Ghost, the 11th hour church, the last day church receives the same pay as the first. Let me preach to somebody, uh, if the first century church uh, had people baptized in Jesus' name, the last century church uh, is going to have people baptized in Jesus' name. If the first century church had people filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues, uh, the last century church uh, is going to have people speaking in other tongues. Uh, if the first century church uh, laid hands on the sick and they recovered, the last century church uh, is going to lay hands on the sick and they recover. Uh, if the first century church uh, preached Acts 238, uh, the last century church uh, is going to preach Acts 2.38. If there was great power and demonstration in Paul's preaching, there will be great power and demonstration in Pastor Hood's preaching. If there was miracles, signs, and wonders wrought amongst the church, there will be miracles, signs, and wonders wrought amongst apostolic revival center in Carson City. Somebody ought to shout if you believe it. 
come on. I know they got social media. I know they got technology. I know everything's it's just expanded and expanded and expanded. But the pay never changes. It's a different day. It's a different hour. But we still get a penny. Just come to preach to somebody that we are living in the last of the last of the last days. Peter stood up and said, It was prophesied of Joel that in the last days God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And it happened. But I want to tell you, people are still receiving the Holy Ghost today. Which lets us know that God showed up at the first hour and gave him a penny. And God showed up at the third hour and gave him a penny. And God showed up. Amen. I want to tell you that eventually when we do get payday, amen, we're going to walk on streets of gold with the apostles and the prophets. We're going to walk on the streets of gold with the saints that have been dead and gone for a long time. But let me tell you, there's not going to be preferential treatment, amen, because of tenure. There won't be preferential treatment because of what your last name was or was not. You're going to get paid a penny just like me. From the pastor to the usher to the person that just got baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. We all get a penny. Amen. This is the same church that Jesus said, I will build my church upon this rock. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. There's some people that think, well, yeah, that was good for the first century church. The gates of hell never prevailed against the first century church. But I want to tell you, the gates of hell will not prevail against the last century church either. Hallelujah. I know why the devil's been fighting me for this. Because somebody needs to believe it. The church is not a building. The church is a people. And so when hell comes against you, you need to look right back at the devil and let him know the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost in whom the Spirit of God dwells. We are the body of Christ. We are his building. I want to preach to somebody. When the devil comes knocking, send him packing because you have no right. I still get what the first century church had. Somebody ought to shout and give God praise. Don't settle for less pay. Don't settle for less than what God has given to the first. Amen. This represents, amen, the stages of the church. Amen. We see this even represented. Amen. Some believe that it's the church of Asia Minor. They go through stages and seasons. They have different challenges, but they still get the same reward. And that's Jesus Christ. Secondly, this can be represented on a personal level. It represents the, st represents the stages of life when somebody comes out of the marketplace and finally says yes to, to the landowner. It represents a stage of life that you finally agreed, amen, to take the master up on his offer. He said, whatever is right is what I'll give you. I want to tell you, he gives us what he thinks is right. And I just want to tell somebody what he thinks is right. Everybody gets a penny. Well, I've been living for God for 20 years. Well, I've been living for God one week. We still get a penny. 
Oh, I got baptized when I was six. I got baptized when I was 96. I got good news for you. You still get a penny. I want to tell you, he said, I'll give you that which is right. It is right for you to have the Holy Ghost. It is right for you to be baptized in Jesus' name. It is right for you to have repentance. It is right for you to have signs and wonders. It is right for you to be healed. It is right for you to make heaven your home. But you got to get in the vineyard. Well, I've been waiting for year after year after year, week after week after week. I got good news for you. If you'll leave the marketplace and join the vineyard, you get what's right. Oh, somebody ought to clap your hands and shout. God didn't say, I'll give you what you deserve. I'll give you what I think is right. I won't give you based on your years, your lack of service, and your lack of worship, and your lack, and your lack, and your lack. He said, no, I'll give it to you based on who I am, not who you are. Can I preach to somebody about grace for a moment? Amen. When he paid them, he started from the last and moved his way to the first. That's opposite of our world. Our world believes in tenure. Amen. Those that have been here the longest get paid first. They all received a day's wages, but not all worked the full day. Doesn't that make some of you mad? I know that makes my religious self kind of mad. Amen. I know what it is to be praying it down and know there's some people that are just being carnal all week long. Hallelujah. I do. I know what it is to be working my hardest to be a Christian. Uh, and there's some people who haven't put one minute of effort into it yet. Uh, and it gets frustrating from time to time. And I, I think, man, uh, God, get them. Uh, amen. But I've also seen those very people, uh, amen, that maybe they spent years of their life being a carnal Christian sitting on a pew. Uh, amen. In between the vineyard and the marketplace. Uh, amen. That take time after time after time. Uh, amen. They didn't work in the heat of day. Uh, amen. I know people that don't get on board with God and what he's doing in the church uh, until it's running 400. Uh, amen. But there those of us uh, that have been there all day uh, when there was only 30 of us, only 40 of us, only 50 of us. Uh, amen. Knocking doors, teaching Bible studies. Uh, amen. I know the people that sign up at the end. Uh, amen. But as much as this rubs my religious spirit wrong, uh, I want to tell you that the 11th hour worker got paid the same as the one had been doing it all day long. They believed that they were working under the world's systems and the world's laws. That if I've been here all day, I get paid a little more. That if I put a little more effort in the merit system, I will receive more. Hallelujah. But unfortunately, the system of law is easy to figure out. You get what you deserve. I'm so thankful. Now, some of y'all wish you got what you deserve because you're awesome. You're just good people. But there's some of us that we are not the first hour kind of person. Hallelujah. And the system of the world, it plays to the merit system of the first hour worker. It pays, amen, per hour. But the kingdom is a salary. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's some folks that you know. Amen, what it is to work per hour. And there's some other folks, you know what it is to work salary. Amen. And, and sometimes it works out in your favor to be hourly. And other times it works out in your favor to be salary. But I want to tell you, in God's kingdom, it sure works out in our favor to be salary. 
Because unfortunately, for most of us, we didn't show up at the first hour. In fact, we slept past the spiritual alarm clock, past the third hour, past the sixth hour, uh, amen, past the ninth hour. There's some of us that are sitting in these pews today uh, that all we did uh, was show up for the last hour. Uh, amen. I want to tell you, that's when salary uh, becomes a blessing uh, in the kingdom. The merit system of our world says you get what you deserve. If you work for it, you can have it. That's the Old Testament. That's the law. If you work, 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 you'll receive, receive, receive. But Jesus showed up and said, I've got a harvest that needs to be brought out, and I'm going to look for people in the first hour, and I'm going to look for people in the third hour because it's not about what they get paid. It's about the harvest. It's not about, amen, the laborer. It's about the harvest. They all understood the system of law, but the system of grace is foreign to us. It rubs us wrong, if we're going to be honest about it, unless it's working in our favor. God deals with us according to who he is, not according to who we are. I think somebody ought to give God praise right there. Hey. That gives some of us the 11th hour folk. It gives us a good representation. Amen in heaven. Because if it wasn't not for grace, none of us in the 11th hour would be here today. Amen. You mean to tell me that you can just come in at the last hour and get the same thing as a person who's been doing it 30 years? Yes. I didn't say that was ideal. It'd be better for you to show up. Amen. And get the good work experience and show up and be in the vineyard and get closer to the landowner and get closer to the king but at the end of the day if you pray through you repent of your sins you're baptized in Jesus name filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and you get in a car wreck on your way out I want to tell you just as much as I've been saved 20 years this August you're going to make heaven your home you're going to make it in at the 11th hour but I've come to preach to somebody it might be your first hour get in now it might be your third hour get in now it might be your ninth hour get in now or you might be on your 11th hour, the last moments of your life. Don't wait one more moment. Get in now. Let's stand and clap our hands and give God a shout of praise. Come on. Let's shout. It's better late than never, honey. It's better late than never. It's better to get in now than to never get in. It's better to get saved now than to never get saved. It's better to get in the church now than to never get in the church. Because the true story is this. Not everybody answers the first call. I got some folks, you answer on the first call. God bless you. But the rest of us, let it go to voicemail. Hallelujah. Not everybody answers the fifth call. Not everybody answers the third hour call. But I got a question today. Are you willing to answer the final call? You may not be the one to say yes right away. But will you say yes before it's too late? Because the Bible declares that the hour is coming. Darkness is coming. Night where no man can work. Work while it is day. Hallelujah. I've come to preach to somebody. I've fought hell for this service. I've come to preach to somebody's soul. Are you willing to say yes now? 
Because it is better late than never. Well, you know, I, I could have lived for God all these years. I'm 60 years old, 70 years old. I could have repented, but I've been running from God for X amount of years. Yeah. Welcome to the club. Hallelujah. But will you say yes now? Oh, yeah, I saw the master come by for the Diaz at the first hour. But I, I was waiting to see if I got a better option and a better offer. Hallelujah. I was at the bar the first hour, drinking my life away, living up my youth, thinking I'm going to get a better offer here soon. By the third hour, I was injecting needles into my veins, thinking I'm going to get a better, a better offer. Amen. By the sixth hour on the third marriage that is failing, I'm thinking to myself, maybe I'll get a better offer. But there's some people here today. I just want to let you know whether you are 15 or you are 95 years old, nobody knows when their 11th hour is. There's people today, you have seen the master come by every hour. There's been moments and opportunities for you to get saved. Moments and opportunities for you to go to the altar. Moments and opportunities for you to pray. Moments and opportunities for you to repent. And hour after hour you said, I just don't know about that. Amen. And you have put it off, put it off, put it off. Amen. But I've just come to tell somebody, you don't know when the final hour is. Amen. Nobody knows. The Bible says the day or the hour which the Father's put in his own power. Everybody's got an appointment with death. It is appointed unto man once to die, the Bible says, and after that, the judgment. I know you think you're healthy, but at any moment, any one of us could, amen, amen, leave this earth. Amen, I want to preach to somebody, don't wait until it's too late. Don't wait until the night comes. Don't wait until he no longer comes to the marketplace because you died in the marketplace. If you're going to die, die in the vineyard. I want us to lift up our hands and let's pray. Come on, let's pray all across this building. You might be late, but you're not discount. Amen. You might be the last, but you're not the least. Amen. God says, I'm going to start. Amen. I'm going to reach for those that might be on their last hour. I'm going to reach for those. Amen. That it would really benefit them. Amen. To not be paid based on how good they've been their whole life, but based on how good I am to them. I'm going to reach for those that didn't show up until it was almost nighttime. That didn't show up until the 21st century. That didn't show up until after a pandemic. That didn't show up until the world got shook. But I'm still going to give them what I gave to the first century church. Church, we are in the last of the last days. And I hope somebody would believe me on that. I know people. Elder Johnson, how long have they been saying that? All your life. That's 25 years. Seems a lot closer. Brothers and sisters, I wish... I wish I lived for God my whole life. August 12th will be 20 years for me. Amen. I might be in my 11th hour. Nobody knows how long the 11th hour is. In fact, the whole church world might be in the 11th hour. We don't know how long it's going to be. 
But I want to tell you the time is short. You want to know why the devil's fighting so hard? The Bible says he knows he hath but a little time. You can't tell the future. I can't tell the future. And the devil can't tell the future. Some people always wonder, who's the Antichrist? We'll talk about that another time. Who's the Antichrist? The devil doesn't even know. He doesn't know when Jesus is going to show up, so he doesn't know when the Antichrist needs to show up. So every generation, he's had a Hitler. Every generation, he's had a Pol Pot. Every generation, he's had somebody that's ready. Well, brother, he knows he has but a little time, and he's working overtime in the marketplace, offering other jobs, offering other things to other people. Meanwhile, Jesus is walking through the marketplace today, and he's saying, hey, why don't you come work for me? Hey, why don't you come into my kingdom? See, he's the only one that knows that the hour is short. This is why he comes back time and time and time again. Service after service. Altar call after altar call. Prayer meeting after prayer meeting. Amen. And we wonder why God is speaking so much. and God is moving so much. I'll tell you why. Because he knows what time it is. Oh, that God would help us to realize what time it is. Amen. He's going out and he shows up. And he sees people that have not left the marketplace. He's calling to them. But there's people saying, well, I'll just wait around a little longer. I wonder how desperate he was on that 11th hour. I wonder how desperate the master was. When he saw people in the 11th hour still standing there by the Caleb, he knew you only got one hour left. I came to preach to somebody. I don't know who it is, but somebody's got, you got to hear this preacher. We don't know how much time you got left. And you need to pray through right now. And you need to come with Jesus and get out of this world. You need to leave this old world behind. And you need to say, okay, God, I mean, I might be the last one, but I will not be the least one. God, I might be the last one, but I'd rather be saved now than never at all. I'd rather say yes to you. I wonder how desperate Jesus walked through the marketplace and said, come unto me. At the very end, he says this phrase. For many are called, but few are chosen. You know, that better translates out to this. Many are called, but few choose. He shows up to the marketplace. Somebody's in their first hour while somebody's in their 11th hour. And he calls to them all, but only those that say yes. Get into the vineyard. I wonder how long God's been calling to some people in this house. I wonder how desperately God's been reaching for you. I want you to lift up your hands and let's pray. Jesus is walking up and down these aisles. Jesus is walking up and down this church right now. Hallelujah. I don't, I don't, don't miss your moment. Don't miss your altar call. Don't miss an opportunity to pray and ask Jesus to save you. Don't miss your opportunity to come down to this altar and ask that God uh, would pull you out of the mess that you've been in. Uh, I want to open up this altar. Would you come? Amen. When you come, uh, I want to encourage you. Uh, amen. That you will, you might be showing up later in life. You might be showing up in your last moments. Uh, amen. But you are not least in the kingdom. Uh, God said the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Uh, and all God. 
God cares about is I called you and you said yes. I called you and you chose to follow. I called you and you left everything behind in the marketplace and you joined me in my vineyard. You joined me in my church. You joined me. Somebody pray. Come on, brothers and sisters. Night's coming when no man can work. The darkness is coming, but so is Jesus. So is Jesus. So is Jesus. Work while it's day, and you'll receive what's right. 